We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Okay, here we go, my friends. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm CVV, Chris Van Vliet. Thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate you hanging out with us. Inside the incredible, beautiful, unbelievable Blue Wire Studios at the Win Las Vegas. I'm just so grateful that I've been able to record here every two-ish weeks since the end of last year. We've had so many amazing interviews. So if you're ever in Vegas and we happen to be recording here, Please stop by, say hello. There's a big casino here that looks out to the casino. So when you're walking by, you can see who's in there, who's recording, who the guest is. And let me tell you, when you have Brian Cage, the machine, who's wearing a tank top on top of everything, it certainly draws a lot of attention. So, I mean, his back is kind of to the window for a lot of this interview, but there's people just nonstop, like, stopping and looking and being like, who is that? Oh, it's Brian Cage. Oh my gosh. He's massive. Yeah. He's massive. Give him a follow on social media. If you don't already, he's at Brian Cage on Instagram. He's at Brian Cage GMSI on Twitter. If you don't know what that stands for getting my stuff in. If you're not following me, I'm at Chris Van Vliet, our fan of the week. Jesus four, who says, woo. This podcast is awesome. You're the man, CVV. Keep them coming. And then the fist bump emoji. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review. I read one on every episode from Apple Podcasts. We just hit 2,400 reviews for the show in total, which is crazy. We're almost at 600 ratings on Spotify. Where are my Spotify people at? If you're listening on Spotify, please go in there and leave a rating. It's just just the rating. There's no no words on there. Although I'd super appreciate the words on Apple Podcasts, but I just thank you for the support. Thank you for always supporting me, whether it's the podcast, the YouTube channel, Instagram, Twitter, now TikTok. You guys are awesome. You know who else is awesome? Our guest today. Please welcome the machine, Brian Cage. Have you made it to the gym yet today? I did. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if we were getting you pre or post pump because I feel um, like you're always oh, no, pumped. No, there was no pump today. It was just cardio. But no pump? No, no cardio. It'll be, the pump's coming up next. This is, wait, after this? Yeah. 
Okay, so break this down for us and get a little. You got to get a little closer to the mic here. Oh, are we started. We're started. started. This is this, this is, is it. Yeah, this we're is on? it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're on. <laughs> <laughs> We've already welcomed them in the intro. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, usually you know, I like I just did this uh, workout with Kai Green, right? He had oh, sorry such, about. You know, I mean, you know, <laughs> name you know, dropping. Only like you know one of the coolest Olympians of all time, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but you know, I love he. A lot of people always like to start too with like, oh, the man needs no introduction. And then they go on to give you like a 25 second introduction. Yeah. But it was, and it was him and he was just, you know, rapping. And it was going so cool. And he goes, but, but today we're going to do something so amazing. Tell him about it. I go, I mean, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. We could just, I mean, we could just leave right now. Right. I mean, that, that's a, that, 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 that fit the real length. We could just put that on IG and call it a day. <laughs> and what size do you have to be where Mr. Olympian, Mr. Olympias start taking you seriously in the gym? I mean, I mean, uh, a lot of the Olympians. Give me the the nod. The pro. I, I do think that's like it cracks me up because everything's like a pro bodybuilder. Well, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm no, you know, I'm looking pretty good. But oh, this, these guys are massive, man. And so when they ever leave, they put me over like, man, you're looking huge or whatever. Whatever compliment they give me, I'm always yeah. like, what? Not from the you know the normal general population. That that's amazing. But for, to get one from them, it's almost like you guys pull my leg. Like, come on. I mean, I don't look bad, but like, so it, it's. It always feels good. You're like, all right, all right, I can, I can hang out. I can rub shoulders with these guys. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that. I mean, if the average person looks at you and thinks that you're a bodybuilder, how close do you think you are to being like a professional bodybuilder? Like, could you step on stage? Uh, well, you know, and that was uh, that almost happened this past week, and I know my wife did, and she yeah. did well for her uh, for a second That's show. She's crushing it. She is. She is. She looks phenomenal. And that was the plan. Was like, oh, let's go do a show together. And because uh, originally, I don't know if she talked about that when she was on, but we were we were prepping to do a show together, and then she got pregnant. So you know, they usually don't let you compete when you're pregnant. That makes sense. <laughs> and uh, so no, so we, we had to cancel that. And years later, she finally did it. Did great, loved it, wanted to do it again. And then I got the itch out of nowhere. Um, I actually was in Orlando training at a gym that we were training at during WrestleMania weekend, wherever WrestleMania weekend that was, uh, in like 2017. Yeah. And uh, I just got nostalgic about it. And I was like, you know what? Man, maybe let's do the show with him. Why not? And I was like, it'll be the first, like, you know, Redcon, like, married couple, both sponsored. Doing, like, oh, that sounds like, yeah, let's do it. And then, wouldn't you know what? I, uh, I tore my hamstring in the, about halfway through prep. So it didn't happen. I was like, what? Are you okay now? And I'm pretty much fine now. Um, but, but, you know, it was so five weeks or so there that I wasn't training legs or doing cardio. Or, right. And that, that, that's a big Big amount of time, especially when, you know, the window's closing. So, so you're, you're, you walk around very lean. Yeah. Like, what do you weigh usually? Uh, I'm usually, you know, right now I'm usually sitting around 255 normally, which is, a, I, I think before I was closer to 265 on the, on the average. So I'm a little smaller, but I'm also a little bit leaner, but I feel like I still just, I've lost a little bit of size compared to what I normally, and most people probably don't notice that, but I do. And then what would you be if you were a bodybuilder? If you stepped on stage? Well, last time, on stage? I, last time I competed, I was, uh, I was 236. When, how long ago was that, though? Uh, 2000, 2014. A long time ago. That was yeah, another th decade yeah, ago. Yeah, so yeah. I, I still feel like I would be around that, maybe a little bit more, but like, like you can't, it's not always just about weight because I feel like I could come in harder and more conditioned, in which case you would weigh less, but you look bigger. And, you know, like, same thing, I think Melissa came in about the same weight that she did last show, but she looked way better because she had more muscle. Yeah. Last yeah. Time. So what is the biggest downfall of looking this big all the time or being this big all the time? Um, when people 
you know, whether it be in person or online or whatever, they always ask you for fitness advice, but extremely detailed, like long-winded fitness advice. The act or the, the assume is just like a one word answer. Like, Hey man, what's the best way to get started and look like you? I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> like, like it's just a quick, Oh, drink honey. Or so I don't know. Like, I just, like, yeah, they always just stop. Hey, can I ask you a question real quick? Like, it's just a, a real, real quick, you know, yeah. real short, small talk. And just, yeah. that's the answer. I'm like, man, that's, you know, it's a little bit of an in-depth and it's people too, which, Hey, that's awesome. They're, they're, you know, serious about it. You, especially someone's face to face, you know, who's asking you cause you really want to know cause you yeah. really want to put the effort yeah. and people are asking you cause they've asked everyone they've ever seen who looks good yeah. and they're hoping someone's going to get them, give them the answer that they want to hear. Yeah. And like, Oh, you're telling me the same thing. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Oh, one. Never man. Mind. You mean I got to work really hard? No, 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 no. <laughs> how, how do I do it? Like really fast and easy and simple. <laughs> and, and that's one thing I say to people too, all the time. Like, look, it's like anything else. It's like learning a, a foreign language, a martial art, a musical instrument, all this stuff takes time, patience, consistency. And you know, same with this. And if you don't use it, you lose it. That's the same thing too. Because a lot of people will like, all right, I'm doing this gun ho for you know three months or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they just stop. I'm like, well, then say goodbye too to that afterwards. You don't have to work so hard every day. But I mean, yeah, it has to kind of go from a training, you know, a three-month training thing to a lifestyle if you want to like maintain it. So. Yeah. What about like health-wise? Do you feel like your joints maybe are tighter? Like you're carrying a lot of mass. Um, yeah, my my joints don't feel great a lot of times, but <laughs> that might also be wrestling. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't help either. And you know, I was just talking about this too. The uh the travel is a very much un unbeknownst and untalked about, I feel like uh damage to joints and body. Like, man, I've gotten off a plane so many times where I feel worse than like any match or any workout where I'm just like my knees, my lower back. I'm just like, oh man, I feel like I got hit by a truck. So you throw that combination of like sleepless nights, constant travel, you know, especially if, if, if I'm doing like a full weekend in, uh, you know, especially in 2018 and 19 where you're in four different states in yeah. four days and you're all over the place and I'm still training before every show. And yeah, it's a, it's a good little wear and tear on your body. And you're traveling with food, right? Of course. Of course. I know. You know, I don't, I don't listen. I, I, I was going to get all biz casual come up into this fancy place. But I was like, listen, that's not Brian Cage. This no, is, this is body guy Brian Cage, right? I'm like Malibu Barbie, right? This is this is this is <laughs> this is the gimmick you're getting. You know, it's not a gimmick. This is really me. Yeah, this is so, you. Yeah, I would love to be able to just go get Mickey D's or or the indie pro Esther diet. I feel like is Subway and Chipotle, and that's it. But you know, it doesn't work that way. I gotta. It's, some promoters will give me a hard time. Like, man, you're kind of the diva. I'm like diva because I want a hotel with the fridge and or microwave and be able to go to the gym before the show. I'm like, listen. I, I realize you're booking me, you know, because I'm going to go out there, I'm going to kill it, and I'm going to own the spot and get my stuff in. But I'm like, the way I look while doing that probably plays a role that sets me apart from everybody else. So yeah. for me to look that way, I have to do a certain thing. And trust me, like I said, if I could just go grab something from the fast food place and sleep in and not go to the gym, that would make my life a lot easier. But that's not <laughs> how it works. When I was giving you directions to find the studio, I said, oh, just look for the signs for the buffet, and we're just past the entrance to the buffet. And then you basically made a joke that like you were going to clean out the buffet. I also kind of feel like somebody who has to eat as many calories as you, that's not really a joke. Oh, I mean, the, uh, another reason why I wore the tank tops too was to kind of like flex on the buffet, you know, give them a little. <laughs> you don't want none of this. You don't want none of this. Give them a little warning sign. Like, huh? Huh? That's right. You better stay closed. Don't open up. <laughs> Are your meals clean every day? Um, Not as clean as they used to. And because I'm like prepping, prepping, but I, I feel like I eat so clean so often all year long 
I do feel like that helps make it more of a struggle to make more of a change because I feel like there's less of a shock I can do because my body's already so used to like, hey, we just do this all the time now. Yeah. Um, but I, I am more free to uh, lose stuff to diet and eat something if I really want to. And it's mainly sweets. I'm, I always talk about that. I'm such a big, a big sweets guy, especially if it's like a, a baked good or something that's, you know, that you can't just get anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, that looks really good. But if I have, uh, you know, a specific match or specific weekend or whatever, then they all buckle down and be like, nah, 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 nah. But, you know, it's, you know, I always have room to, to let something slide if I want. But, yeah, generally speaking, yeah. on the normal calorie, you know, meal to meal intake, yeah, it's always. Mm. So, and it's pretty much steak, eggs, chicken, sweet potatoes, rice, oatmeal, peanut butter, protein shakes. Those are. That's pretty much it. You didn't name any vegetables. Uh, you know what? I do take my little my little GI juice uh, from Redcon 1. I'll drink that for vegetable intake. And I always take multivitamins and all. We're going to get to a supplement list. Uh, I, I do. I'll, okay. The reason I don't eat as many vegetables, when I'm home more, I will. Especially if they're already like, with them. I, I love green beans. Um, it's because I travel so much, I have to prep so much. They go bad instantly. Yeah. And as soon as they go bad. If I have them all space within my meals, my whole meal goes bad. Mm. So after having to throw away so many meals, which kills me, I hate wasting food. I was like, you know what? I'd rather just skip the vegetables and have a meal than throw away the whole damn thing because like, these just don't travel and keep well. Yeah. I remember talking to an actor who was getting like into great shape for a role. And he said, if I'm eating six meals a day, I'm seven days in a week, that's 42 meals in a week. If one or two of them is not perfect, it's okay. Well, I, I do firmly believe it's impossible to get you know, fat off of one meal. Like right. it's, it's just not going to happen. But, uh, and that's why too, when I, if I do go hard on something, I try just to go hard, just take care of it because of that reasoning. Because if you just have a little bit, it's more like an attempt you have a little bit again later. And then maybe the leftover the next day. Now you want a little bit later. That, and then that's where it gets you because you keep on having that little slippery yeah. slope is what that's that what is. It is. Right. Yeah. But you <laughs> see the rocks cheat meals. I know they are the, epic. They are so epic. Speaking of those pancakes, we're here in Vegas. I've been dying to go to Stacked and Yokes. Have you ever heard of this place? Let's go right after this. Yes. I'm I, so it's, it's probably going to be closed. That's what the no! problem is, though. This is a brunch place. And it closes. Actually, it might be open until 3. Ooh, um, okay, we better but every talk, time we'll I try to go, it's always, it's always closed. Oh, but their pancakes look just like cakes. Like, wow. they look so amazing. And they have some, like, decent, not as diabetic food that still <laughs> looks great. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, oh, my goodness. I've been dying to go there. And. We were going to go there post Melissa's show. Um, and for how great she looked, I made a post about it too. Cause she wasn't talking about it. I wanted to talk about it to put her over that much more. Yeah. So peak week is like such an important week. Every little thing can have such a, a dr- dramatic change in your body. And a lot of it's dialing in sodium and water, right? That, well, okay. So, and everyone's got their own way and I prepped her the whole time. So like I usually have you by two weeks out drinking up to two gallons, depending on male, female, and what class you're in or whatever. Sure. That's the uh, water loading, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you want to water load. The, the point of water loading is you're taking so much water, your body's like, oh my goodness, we got to release this. Got to keep it going because we don't need all this water. Yeah. So then you trick it. So then when you stop drinking water, it still thinks you're taking in that water, so it lets it go. Yeah. So yeah, you have the water loading. I cut off all sodium a few days out. And then like, you, again, and it changes depending on oh, what class you're in and whatnot. There's a bunch of little variables. Whether how much the carb load you, not this, that, whatever. Anyways, so that Sunday before the show, she got sick. She got a bad stomach bug. Oh, wow. Then, so now that she felt awful and didn't really eat that much Sunday, on Monday and Tuesday, she was just 
expelling everything from every which way all day long. Didn't go to the gym either day. Didn't eat anything. I mean, just terrible way to start your your, your peak week. Yeah, that could really make things go downhill. Oh, absolutely. And then yeah. Wednesday, by, by the end of Wednesday, she was feeling a little bit better. She went to the gym. She really didn't eat anything that day. And then Thursday, I was like, okay. Like, because I didn't want her. She was wanting to pull out the show. And I was like, all right, Thursday here, look. I had to go do a couple different medical IVs to like rehydrate herself because now she's dehydrated um, from, from freaking everything else she was do- going through. And I was like, let's try to get as much food back into you. Go to the gym here. And then she was supposed to be off Thursday and Friday. Like no training whatsoever. Like now we got to make up for everything. Yeah. So I had her do a little something Friday, full body workout and cardio on Thursday. Um, try to refeed her and rehydrate her before we basically dehydrate her again. And on top of that, something I don't have to worry about, thankfully, but she also ended up getting her period, which is also very uncommon, usually too, for lack of betters, because you're usually so depleted and so uh, malnourished or low in body fat that it doesn't always happen. So she just had a lot of things going against her. Yeah. And so we're out there and killed it. But a great coach. Oh, you know. What, when, so you always post these throwback photos when you look like you were certainly a lot leaner, a lot skinnier. You look like you were in a boy band. When Maybe did you? Make, I was. <laughs> you definitely could have been. <laughs> When did you make the shift to become the machine that you are now? Well, I mean, funny enough, that actually was already in the process of being this shifting to being the machine because as quote small as I was there, I was way smaller before that. Mm. So like everything's, you know, when that's just me, but I feel like when anyone sees anyone who's you know, jacked or muscular, they're just always like that. I'm like I graduated 155 pounds uh, from high school and wow. it took me forever to get, like, it took me quite a few years to get to the boy band look. You saw. Which was what, like 200 pounds? I was, I, uh, depends on which picture you're talking about. But yeah, I was probably in the low 200s. Like, uh, how, how much did you weigh when you made your wrestling debut? Um, no, I was in the 200 pounds, but I was a sloppy. I was over 200 pounds, but I was sloppy. Okay. I was good in the shirt, not so good out of the shirt. <laughs> and that's what we does too. You, you, cause you try to like do that bulk and just gain all the weight. Yeah. And then you cut it back down. It's a lot of rubber banding back and forth, back and forth. Um, but I mean, to get to like what I've basically been now for the last majority of my career, it probably took me a little over 10 years to really build up to about this size. And everyone thinks I was doing bodybuilding first. Like, no, I wrestled through and through. I just used to always joke. I'm not a bodybuilder trying to be a pro wrestler. I just, I'm just a pro wrestler that happens to bodybuild. And I, I competed. Uh, I did five shows all throughout my wrestling career. And I, I wrestled every weekend throughout my entire prep. Um, and then, uh, I would take the Friday and Saturday off of the, the show, obviously, cause you have to, but then every Sunday after the show, I'd get up, do an hour of cardio, hit legs because you don't train legs during peak week. And then I would fly or drive to my show and wrestle that night. Every single Man, time. you're kind of a throwback to like how wrestling was in the eighties and nineties when it was big dudes who were, you know, then wrestling. Well, you know, and that wasn't even my plan. It was like, Oh, was it always your plan to get this big? Like, no, I wanted it just to be you know, Jack and Shredded and looked the part because I, I realized, again, I said I graduated 155 pounds. I would back and wrestle with my friends, you know, as a teenager and I was bigger to them because they were 130. Yeah. But I was like, hey, this, this isn't going to be it, man. This is going to cut the mustard. So I, uh, I had to switch stuff around and it, it was never my intention to get this big or didn't think it was possible. It just kind of eventually started happening. And uh, I am more of a throwback in that regard because, yes, the body guys are definitely a dying breed now. But I feel like I am also uh a new breed in the fact that i'm definitely way more athletic and uh, uh i guess just have more ability in the ring than a lot of the throwback bodybuilder type of wrestling yeah I'm sure who were the body guys that you looked up to when you were growing up um i mean 
obviously everyone got got to love Scott Steiner, right? He's the man. Uh, and ever, I don't know if everybody knows how great your Scott Steiner impression <laughs> is. Well, I, you know what? I even thought about that. But then after you do your workout, we do a killer cross and he drops that amazing Jesse Ventura. Wasn't it uh, incredible? It was, it was so good. I'm like, well, pfft. I don't even want to try to do any because There's going to be a lot of people, that, though, that are just listening to this, and they might not see you. So give us some Scott Steiner. You want some Scott Steiner, huh? Some Scott Steiner. I remember. What did we do when we... Right. This is my very first you interview. Get, yeah. We, our very first our throwback right. interview in Florida. That's right. Yeah. Um, you were you gave us the math. I did. Oh, I did, yeah, yeah. I gave you, like, it was the Lucha Underground one, uh, the version of it. I saw somebody write up. I don't know. Uh, one of my favorite ones is... When, I loved it more so too when he like flubs words. Yeah. Like, just like, like sound bites almost when he's like, it's right, cuz I'm a physical phenomenon. You're always like, what? What do you mean? Phenomenon, Scotty? Yeah, it doesn't like, matter. Yeah. yeah. Or I, I did that one with you too when he's inter- being interviewed by Borash, I think it was, and he's all, yeah. oh, I'll be the modifier. He's like, you mean the meteor? So shut up. <laughs> like, tell me what it, what it is. You know, there's a lot more explicit ones too that, sure. are, that are good. I got to team with him at Bar Wrestling, which was amazing. Amazing. And, uh, uh, yeah, actually, what am I allowed to say on here or not? Well, you can say whatever you okay. want. Okay, you okay, know? okay. So that was the best because I came out with the chainmail hat, right, and the, the crown and the glasses and stuff. And since Melissa's the ring announcer, it worked out that much better. Yeah. I come out there, you know, doing the, the big double buys and stuff, being Scotty. And uh, as Melissa has the mic because she's the ring announcer, I grabbed the mic from her, and I'm like, you going to suck my dick or what? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I don't know if you'll know that line from him, but all the crowd came unglued for it. And I didn't feel so bad because, you know, it's my wife. It's like, ah, it's, it's your And it's a Scott Snyder line, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And somebody actually made an acronym of, of, of suck my dick, and they broke it down to being like this really lovey expression. I don't remember what it was. I have it posted somewhere. I remember seeing that. It was, it was yeah. hysterical, though. It was, uh, okay, so Scott Steiner's a body guy you looked up to. Yes. What about, like, I mean. Triple H for sure as well. I yeah. got a poster of Triple H on my bedroom door. I had his book. And I, you know what's funny, too? I feel like Triple H, especially post-quad surgery, Triple H, I feel like might be the best body in all of wrestling. Mm. He looked amazing. And I felt like he never really got promoted or even himself never really carried himself as a, you know, big body guy or power guy. You know, he did the, the gimmicky stuff with Scott Steiner, speaking of Scotty. But uh, outside of that, I, I felt like he always just, he looked so great, but I felt like it never really went with this character no yeah. one's talked about and i'll give you a theory on that i think it's because he's so good at selling that I, that he didn't sell like a body guy he didn't sell like a big guy well i and even then i know he was bigger and he lost some weight but like even when he's in wsw when he first came to wf and everything else he wasn't he obviously wasn't the same size as he, you know as he later became yeah uh became so it almost felt like he still wrestled the same yeah and i know i got i got a lot of, i still get a lot of flack sometimes for you know bumping too much or taking too much for being my size. But at the same time, I feel like I was still trying to wrestle the same way I always wrestled from when I first started. Mm. And I would never, you know, cause I, I enjoy that type of wrestling. That's how I want to compete. And I would never see myself differently. But there's been a few matches of mine where I see it. I go, man, yeah, maybe that's look a little foolish. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot bigger than that guy. I don't know if that really makes that much sense. Well, I think a lot of people think you're 6'4 or 6'5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the same thing, too. It's like, I'm not short, but I'm definitely not tall. Yeah. And then, and, and, but yeah, but I carry myself bigger and because of my size, it makes it look like I'm so, that's why I'd say I'm a body guy, not a big guy. There's a difference. Mm. There's a difference there. Weight wise, it's still a super heavyweight. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like a big guy is more so for the tall guys uh, for a description, if you will. Yeah. A big guys like Paul White. Yeah. yeah. Or Kane. Well, that's or like the biggest guy, but. Great Cali. Like, like I would say like Lance, right? Lance, I think yeah, would be a big, a big guy. Whereas I'm a body guy. So we're both big guys, but in a different way. So 
I think that with powerhouse Hobbs becoming what he's become, I think it's like, okay, it needs to be cage versus Hobbs. For sure. For sure. Well, well I, cause we had, we had the, one of his first matches and I've worked him before in the Indies, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, when he was coming into his own and it was just baby face Hobbs. And then we had the, the match during like all out week last, last year. And, uh, it, and we, I thought we were going to have a follow-up match that too, some sort of street fight as well. And it never happened. But I felt like because of that match, I felt like that match was more of just like a tease because yeah, we were yeah. supposed to go into yeah. another match and then never happened. So oh, never say never. Right. Oh, I mean, we probably, you know, there's still a couple of days left in the year and we're both in the same company. So there's a chance it could happen. Yeah, a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although you're doing big things in Ring of Honor. Like yes. That, that was a big surprise. Back. And that was cool, too. That was the only company in North America I've never worked for. I was thinking that other yeah. than ECW, but that's not a possibility. Well, it, it's not around anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you know. I mean, I am the XPW champion, though, so it could come back. Um, but, uh, yeah, it almost happened several times. Never did. And then, yeah, got to make my surprise return and uh, with with TBE, and Tully Blanchard, and GOA. And so, and actually, talk about body guys, when you see that group shot of us, yeah. like, man, <laughs> it actually looks like a real damn pro wrestling faction right there, like. I mean, that stands up pretty well, I think, to anyone. Yeah. I like that you call it your return because this was your Ring of Honor debut. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I guess return to, I guess, uh, to the, you know. Well, the fact that Tony Khan now owns both. Yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, yeah, it's a return because you're within that universe. Now, yes, I guess. Yeah, the universe. I like that. Yeah, I feel like universe is. is used even more now because of the multiverse and, and Marvel universe. Oh, but. yes. <laughs> yeah, well, and also like, there's crossover with AEW and Impact and Impact yeah. and Ring of Honor. All the Forbidden Door stuff. Yeah. All of the Forbidden Doors. And now that Forbidden Door has been like just kicked right in now. Yeah, that's just our backyard. That's right. And now it also feels like we'll be seeing you, I feel like we'll be seeing you in AEW sometime soon. Uh, I absolutely feel like you are correct. And I, I believe, uh, I know there's a lot of talk and rumors about you know Ring of Honor, what's next, what's going to happen. And, and there's some stuff I know and there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. Um, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't know, but it does look like, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be doing both at the same time Yeah, and I'll be part of both. I mean, I'm, I'm never one down to turn down work. I mean, that's why I also feel like I'm one of the, uh, most working AW contracted guys as far as working on the independence and taking all this extra stuff. Cause I, I, I love this business. I love to go out there and have amazing matches. And that's, that's usually what I do too. Like now whenever I take an indie booking, it's not like to me an extra payday. It's like, no. I want an awesome, fun match that's I can go out there and, and shine, and because that that's my addiction, that's my high, that's my drug, if you will. Yeah, like I want to get on the plane, stoked, can't r- wait to land and go kill this match. I don't want to get on the plane and go. Oh, what did I take this booking? I should have just stayed home. Like, yeah. So that's why when people have asked me, I'm like, before anything, I'm like, who am I working? With? Like, what's the plan? What are we mm-hmm. doing? Because it's not a match that I'm stoked on. I'm like, ah, it's hard to say yes to it. But also, there's going to be a kid in that crowd who's going to see your build and be inspired by it. And then see you work in the ring and go, oh my God, I've never seen an AEW wrestler in person before. Now I want to go do this for a living. Sure. You know, and that's so much that's that too. And I, I, I was talking about that. I was like, you know, you never know like what fan or exactly kid, family, whatever. Uh, this is their only time. Their first time, maybe only time to be able to see you or whomever in person. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. And they traveled so far, or spent so much money or waited so long in, in line or whatever the sacrifice was to be able to make it there. And, and see you. And so like, yeah. And that's why too, I hate canceling on anything too, if anything ever happens. Um, because yeah, cause that's, you know, it, it may be a small thing in, in your life, but it's something big to them. And it's still, I stay pretty humble. It's pretty grounded on things. And you know, when it really comes become, 
whether it's regarding to indie shows or like a convention or expo, yeah. whenever you meet a fan and you see how much you touch them, it's always like still like shocking and almost disbelief to me. Like, really? I'm like, I'm just a wrestler, kid. Like, it's not that big of a deal. So it's it's pretty cool. And uh, when you see that kind of, you know, magic happening. You you're a living, breathing action figure is what you are. You know what? Speaking of action figure, I have my own coming out, right? <laughs> let me say, okay. let me say, I have to, I have to, I mean, I'm stoked. Uh-huh. I have to complain a little bit because uh -oh. now I am the, I feel, I feel like, let me put myself over first. I feel like I'm the only guy, eh, one of, if not the most looking guy in the AW roster that looks like an action figure, but I'm the only guy with his action figure that I think actually looks better than his action figure when it comes to looking you, like an action you figure. You look better than the action figure is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? Even my son, who is... Not a big fan of wrestling, not a big fan of working on any stuff. Even Saudi goes, Dad, why is your actual voice smaller than you? I go, Look, come on, if he's complaining about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the person for you that you lined up to see when you were a kid? It might not even be wrestling. Maybe it's an athlete or an actor or something. Well, I mean, no, well, wrestling wise, uh, I mean, absolutely, uh, Shawn Michaels. You know, too, there's actually, we went, going back to Triple H, Marion went to see Triple H, and I had his book too. He was supposed to be signing it at some book place. And we're waiting there forever. I'm like, where is this? And long story short, it ended up getting canceled. And I was so defeated. I'm like, man, well, I think we even slept in the parking lot outside of like the bookstore too. So we were first in line to get it signed and get out of there. No way. And he wasn't even there. Dang. Wow. So you, and you, but so you did wait in line and got to meet Shawn Michaels? No, 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 no. I never got to wait in line to meet Shawn Michaels. But no, I was just saying he was somebody I, I would have and was a big fan of. Uh, I don't know if I ever, we really didn't go many places as a, when I was a kid, kid really meet anybody i don't know if there's anybody that like really stuck out to me obviously i've other than that triple h time that well and that, and that was you know older then yeah but, um yeah you know yeah we were we were uh pretty broke growing up so i didn't really do a whole lot of anything i didn't go to my first live wrestling event till uh probably late into my high school years i think it was a uh and it was a in a house show in the cow palace the day before fully loaded pay-per-view that saw uh, I think it was like Stone Cold and Triple H and Rock and a Triple Threat or something like that. And had you already decided at that point in time that you were at ten years old? I, I knew I wanted to be wrestling. Like, wow. that was it. But at ten years old, you know, you feel like you can dream to be whatever you want to be. Of course, that's where it's like, oh, okay, you'll grow out of that. Right, you know, that'll change. I'll, yeah. You know, then you know, sixth grade came. Now I want to be junior high. Now I want, now high school. Nope, I want to be even like even my friends too. And a lot of people, I don't want to play what was me, but like a lot of people weren't the biggest supporters of it. My grandma really was the only one, like my mom and my oh, friends, wow. they were all kind of like, like, well, come on, you got to do something better, like real, right? You're not really going to do that. A lot of people like just like were bombed. That's what I wanted to do. Or just because they thought there's no way it's going to happen. So you yeah. might as well like quit wasting your time. And that really just filled me more. And maybe too, that actually filled me more than if everyone were like, yeah, go for it. You can do it. Huh. And so, and I told everybody, I like, listen, by the time I'm 24, I will be signed. And by the time I was 24, I was signed. So wow, I didn't, you know. That's it, it. Didn't go on to uh, to the main roster, if you will. But hey, I was signed, and then from there on, like my life basically just kept getting better and better and better. So. Yeah, but I also feel like, especially in any career, but especially in wrestling, there's those benchmarks that you reach. So, what was the first benchmark? Maybe it was your first match where people went, "Oh, okay, he's serious about this." Oh well, I mean, my first match. So, what I consider to be my first pro match is my match with Chris Canyon. I mean, because like, because wow. I could debate him, but he is a pro, so I'm like, "Why?" Right, well, there's no debating that one, and that was. And that was an effect that I actually ran in my hometown. So to get to wrestle like one of my idols, inspirations, and great friends in my hometown for my own promotion, like that's still to this day one of my top three favorite moments of my life, not just career. 
So, and is that why Chris Canyon means so much to you? Still I mean, that's now? part of the bazillion re- reasons. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I know he was just so great. I was a huge fan of his. Became really good friends. He helped me out so much. You know, we we got to have that match. We actually had two of them. Um, he was just so influential to me and just such a good dude. Um, inside out, not just to me, but to so many other people. And I felt like he gave so much to wrestling and was so good. And if it, and if he was around now instead of then, I feel like he would excel so much more, yeah. so much more. And, uh, yeah, it's just really unfortunate because I, I feel like, uh, he's not talked about as much as he should be. Yeah. I, I love how wrestling fans that are around our age, when you say who better, yeah. we're kind of like, oh. We know. Yeah. We know what you're talking about. But like someone who's 20 might not get that. Oh, for sure. For sure. And there's some of the people that are jackasses. Like, oh, Kenyon's better. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying it. Asshole. I'm it's, like, that is you, the point. I'm like, if you knew the story behind us, you go, oh, awesome, man. Cool. Because I actually never said that until after he passed, too. Mm. And then that was like just my, because I used to always write the RB Canyon on my wrist tape. And then I got gauntlets with his logos on my, uh, on my, well, logos on my gauntlets. Um, afterwards, and then I started the Who Better shortly after that. To pay tribute to him. Exactly. Yeah, so what does he mean to you now? Like, now that he's not with us anymore, what does he mean to you? I mean, just all the same that, I mean, nothing's changed. Like, yeah, he means just as much now, and I I wish he was here, like I said, because I feel like he would still be part of wrestling in a bigger way. Yeah. Um, I definitely like he could do a lot in AW, and and there is, like, a a mentor, you know, like, almost like, uh, I might look at him as a fathery figure. I feel like we're more friends, but just like that mentorship where I would love to see him see where I've, you know, gone myself. So, yeah. Okay. So that's a big benchmark. Your first yeah. match with him, your debut, obviously, the first, you know, first yeah. pro yeah, wrestling yeah. match, then you wrestle him. What's the next thing where people in your family or doubters start to go, oh, he's so, actually doing so this? It. Like, and it, it went up and down too. So soon, like, I remember my first got my first like extra spots in WWE, right? Okay. And they're like, okay well like if you don't get you know signed like that's awesome great but if you don't get signed like you'll stop then right i'm like what like that doesn't work like that so you just show up and you get signed or not like i was like no and then Kane helped me get into deep south wrestling and i went out there and i did everything with them uncontracted but i was part of every show every house show every training camp and i remember um you know, my mom hoping that I get signed. Yeah. She's like, okay, well, if it doesn't work out, you're going to stop them, right? I'm like, no, this is like, this is like part of the process, Stop and man. do what? <laughs> and uh, the, they got shut down and they got moved to Florida, right? So then I moved back. I did say if anything changed, I'd move back. So I moved back home. And then, uh, then I got the, the extra loops again. And I got signed off the extra loops, which was unbelievable. And I didn't, I was like, hey, look, I'm just trying to do a good job to be able to get asked back the next time. So then I was like, oh, overjoyed. And then when I eventually get released, same thing. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. All right, are you going to stop now? Like, it was always that. It was always like, oh, awesome. Like, let me brag about you. Congratulate you. This is great. And then as soon as I step back, it's like, okay, he's just stop and get a real job now. And I'm like, man, this is like part of the process. And it makes you appreciate everything so much more. Not only every drop of success, but like just, um, I guess the two of them, we grew up pretty poor. And I had plenty of struggles and plenty of rock bottom times throughout my my life and my venture throughout this wrestling so i mean so much so we're like i was like oh man i can't wait to buy you know soap that doesn't have to be from the dollar tree on discount or something like such little things I'm like those ideas would sound so awesome to me yeah. and even though like i've always busted my butt and i've always had the hustle and grind to like you know pay all my bills and get everything done i obviously don't have the luxury to do a lot of things and that's i feel like too that helps create uh again not only appreciation but just uh character a lot more character in yourself and, I, and i'm a pretty i'm not a big spender on a lot of things and uh 
I, I see money a lot and stuff. And I, I feel like, too, it's because of that. And so I, I'm not out there yeah. trying to like showcase. And that's again, too. You know, that's why I'm not wearing some five piece suit right now. I mean, I, Wait, I mean, you're dressed down a little bit. Too, I'm dressed but. down today, but <laughs> you can't hide the guns. That's right. The I mean, thing. yeah. Which I got to, my suits are all custom because of that. So those are a little pricey. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was another moment. Like, man, as soon as we can, you know, I don't have to buy everything on discount or on sale or what, you know, whatever little shortcut I'd have to take to, to, yeah. to get by. The fact that I could go to any gas station, not just a really cheap unnamed one. Like those were like, oh, I can't wait for that moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think there's a lot of people that would look at you being signed at WWE back then and go, I don't get it. You tick all the boxes. Yeah. What was the reason they gave you when they released you? Um, well, and I remember I was, I was, <laughs> I always tell a story. Like I was waiting on a raise, was due for a raise. And everyone was talking about, well, everyone, Dr. Tom, the head trainer, there was like, hey, someone's going to call this weekend. And you're going on the road. Everyone thought it was me. Everyone's like, oh, dude, Logan. My, my name there was yep. Chris Logan. I had to change it for Brian Cage and Chris for Canyon, Logan for Wolverine. Yep. And um, uh, I missed a call from the office. I'm like, oh, man. Everyone thought that was going to be me. It is going to be me. I'm so stoked. I call him back. I'm all excited. And they're like, oh, hey, Brian, how's it going? I'm like, good, good. You know, just in the gym, like trying to play it cool. And they're all right, all right. Well, uh, yeah, you know, this is kind of a hard part of the job sometimes, but we're going to have to come to terms with your release. And I literally went, not even like, you know, being a smart ass or anything. I was all, did you call the right number? <laughs> like I was so and just I was like, what? No, this didn't even cross my mind. And they're like, oh yeah, sorry. I'm like, what? Why? And of course, they always give you a BS reason. They just and they go, well, you know, I, we think you need to just go get some uh, more experience because you're a little too indie. And I go, huh? So you're gonna release me to go get more experience in the indies. To not be so indie. Okay, all right, sure, that makes a lot of sense. But 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 then you go to TNA, you go to Lucha Underground, you go to Impact Wrestling. Did WWE at any point go? We've seen what you're doing. 
Um, you know, so uh and I did a lot too. So yeah, I, a lot. I, I, not, I tried not to ever reach out to them. Um well they did they did reach out to me and they were gonna put me on tough enough. Like the first one they brought Snow Cold back and then they took me off the list. And then they came in uh, Fresno when I was living there and they invited me down and I thought they were going to bring me back. And I remember they wanted me to for NXT season three before it became all girls. And then they changed their mind on that and then went back and forth. And finally, uh, I got a message saying, oh, never mind. You know, we're no longer interested. I'm like, what, what do you mean? What happened? And they're like, oh, let's just face it. You're average at best. And we're no longer interested. They said that? Yes. in text. And I was so heated. No and like, way. And I kept it as, as you know, professional as I could. Like, there's a lot I wanted to say, but I was like, all right, well, I think you and I both know I'm better than average, but that's fine. I appreciate you getting back to me. Maybe we'll work together again in the future. And that's what made me go, look, I'm not shutting the door on them. That's where like my desire, like I have to get back there, went away. And I feel like actually my life professionally and personally excelled once I finally like let go of that. Like, oh my gosh, I need to be there. I need to be there. I have to be there. And uh, yeah, everything just started kind of working up and getting better and better and better. And and they reached out to me several times because a lot of people would like reach out to them about me, whether it be, you know, uh, some of the people outside of wrestling that would just go and look for talent, talent scouts, other people who used to be there or currently there. And they talked to me a lot of times about trying to bring me in for a tryout and it would never happen and it almost happened. And then when it finally was going to happen, I actually turned it down because I just signed with AAA and Lucha Underground. Yeah. And, um, uh, and it was kind of cool too to be on the offense there. The very rarely very, very offense. I was like, you know what? It's okay. And I remember they were like kind of like shocked. Like, what do you mean? You don't want it? And I was like, well, there's some other stuff I'm gonna go ahead and explore. And I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna check that out instead. And they're like, What? No, you're not supposed to say that. And I'm like, and it felt kind of good, especially after they kind of like, you know, stick me around for freaking so long. And just kind of so and then there there was, you know, some small talks, but nothing was ever like going any crazy. And again, it wasn't, um, it was never a feeling where like, oh, I have to go there. I'm like, look, I just want to wrestle and there's a place that's going to offer me a great deal and they have uh, a great, you know, either story for me or just great people for me to work and that's all I care about. Yeah. So, like, I loved my time in Impact. I loved my time with Lucha Underground. That was probably some of my favorite stuff. Um, and then I, ultimately, I wanted to go to AEW, especially because there were so many people there that I haven't worked or I wanted to work with again. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I remember because a lot of people were giving me pretty good deals are offering pretty good deals like towards the end of the impact run including impact to stay there um but i ultimately was like no i want to go like, i feel like where i was at if i stayed in impact or ring of honor or went to new japan or whatever i felt like my ceiling was still kind of capped or i feel like if i for me to go to aw is the only way to kind of try to get above the yeah. ceiling that I, that I was currently at do you have any fans that look at your last few matches in impact and go oh i can't believe you put tessa over are there still fans uh, that say that I mean, there's still people that try to like Oh, you got beat by. First of all, dude, they track like I got beat by Tessa all the time. Like, listen, I beat Tessa every time. Secondly, they act like I got like dominated by Tessa. I'm like, you got a lucky roll up too on top of that. And I wrestled Rich Swan right before we wrestled. But um, yeah, they try to still do that stuff. But I mean, I, I get it. That's always a easy go to, like little, like you know, whatever thing. But I think, uh, I think she's hands down still the greatest in the, in the female division of all of wrestling. Like, and people can, you know. Not only as a fan watching, but having, and I've had plenty of intergender matches too. Yeah. And I mean, I just, that itself too gives you a better experience or, or standpoint from it because you're like, hey, that girl's great. And I'll work her. I'm like, yeah, she's good. And then you work that girl. Like, she's great. I'm like, man, that girl's really good. So 
that you didn't have any problem wrestling her. And there's other people, and I won't say their names yeah. here, but they did have issues wrestling. Sure, her. sure. And, and, and I get it. And because like I'm actually not even the the biggest fan of intergender wrestling too. And I would I wouldn't always be like thrilled to do it. But it, at the same time, I would almost be excited at the challenge of it. Cause like, you know what? I don't really want to do it. I don't think it makes it looks as believable or makes as much sense, but I'm gonna do what I can to make it. And especially with my stature, my size, yeah. I feel like it's that much, you know, more of a lopsided. Effect. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and show that I'm captive versus still, and I can work with anyone. Yeah. So, and then test was one of my best friends. So that's, you know, that's, that's helped out as, as well. I remember being a double or nothing, the very first double or nothing here in Las Vegas. And I saw you standing there. Like you were supposed to be part of that show. Yes. Yes, I was. Like you got called in to be part of that show. And I know you've told the story before, but basically, you got pulled off at it like the last minute. Mm -hmm. But I remember like, I remember seeing you from the crowd. I remember seeing you backstage. I, I was, uh, I was so stoked. It was such a well-kept secret, which is very rare, very rare this day and age. And I was like, I was so excited for that surprise pop, you know, come back. And, and I was impact world champion too at the time, which I felt like, because they're the ones that had the issue with it. And I was like, which is funny, right? Cause look how it worked out in the long run. Yeah. But funny, yeah. Uh, I felt like they were going to have the most to gain from it. Like yeah. it's cool for me. <clears throat> you know, it's neat for AEW. They don't need me or Impact, whoever. But I thought Impact had the most to gain from it. And they were going to, I mean, really let me shine and, and put me over. I wasn't going to win the Battle Royal, especially because, I mean, I wasn't even signed to their company. But I remember they specifically wanted me in the Battle Royal, too, so that way I didn't lose. Like, no one was beating me. And uh, as a world champion, once Impact got word of that, they flipped it. And, because you were the champion? Yeah. So if you weren't the champion, it probably wouldn't have been an issue. I mean. Who's to say? Yeah, right. Yeah. But that was what they hung their hat on. And uh, and I get it from a, a tiny point, but I mean, it's still, it didn't make sense. Oh, I can't imagine having to deliver, to deliver that news to people in AEW. Right. Be like, oh, it was awful. Because I was trying to fight it and I was looking through my contract and blah, blah, blah. And it was, um, and then finally to have to go up to like Cody and Tony and the, I'm like, oh, man, yeah, it sucked. Yeah. It sucked. And I was, you know, what's crazy was a lot of them were apologetic to me though, which was, which was nice. But I still felt awful. And then I was like, man, like, again, I wanted that, you know, like, not once in a lifetime, but we'll just use that expression, that surprise pop that you're going to get. And then, you know, the next year, I got to make my debut at Double or Nothing. I yeah. keep hitting this mic with my chin. And uh, I got to make my surprise debut at Double or Nothing, but it just happened to be in front of zero people. <laughs> so wasn't quite the same. And that night, the very first Double or Nothing was full of surprises. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like John such... Moxley and Bret Hart. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. The, the show itself was just, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. So when, like, you made your debut in May, Double or Nothing, but there were these rumors, like, months before in January yep. that you had signed, you were going to go to AEW, and you were basically like, yeah, that's not true. How much truth was there? Okay, so so here, here's the issue with that, too, and I don't know if we ever covered this before either, but... I don't think so. So, like, so I had talked to, you know, I said, several companies, a lot of people wanted me, a lot of people interested me. There's a lot of, you know, verbal offers, but obviously nothing actually offered officially or signed. And I, it could have been anyways, because contractually and legality-wise, I couldn't have. So I tore my bicep uh, the day before Hard to Kill, which was supposed to work RVD, which was under my current contract, my last match with Impact. And then so like Monday, I think would technically be when I was a free agent, I could sign whatever I wanted. So now, and I was like, already decided like, okay, I'm probably going to go with AEW and um, go here kill this weekend, whatever. Tear the bicep, I'm like, no. And Impact Wrestling um, was supposed to hand me a contract in person uh, at the, like an updated one from what they just already tried to offer me. Like, we're going to offer you another one, like in person. 
you take it home and look at and you can sign or whatever. So I was like, okay. I mean, I'm still not like, uh, also look, you know, may- maybe, who knows? So I get there and, you know, tell them what happened to my arm and stuff. And they're not opposed to like trying to keep me and they're working around for the match. That's why if anyone who sees the match, well, the match doesn't ever officially start and Daga comes out and they're just trying to figure out what we could do with it. Um, so right after my match with RVD, I come back and it's like just weird. The vibe was so weird. And it's, I mean, it's always been so chill impact. And everybody's looking at me weird. It's so quiet. And it's just real awkward. Like, What's going on? Mm-hmm. I sit down. I pick up my phone. I look at it. And I'm just blowing up. Oh, Brian Cage signs AW. Signs AW. Signs AW. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Hey, yeah, because the cat's out of the bag. But the cat was never even in the bag. And now. So you weren't actually signing no, with AW? No, not at, at that all. time. And, oh. and then so now my worry was, because now this contract that they had in person, they didn't give me. And they're like, oh, you know, we'll, oh. Just, we'll just email you later. Because now my, my fear was, I was like, okay, if Impact wants to sign me, because now I'm injured, right? So now I'm like, damaged goods. If Impact still wants to sign me, maybe AEW still want to sign me. Because if they don't, then I'll sign back with Impact. Um, I'm like, well, that'll be cool. But it's like, now, Impact thinks I sign with AEW. Now they're probably pissed off. I don't know if they're going to try to do any legal actions. Now they, but maybe they don't want to sign me now because I'm hurt and they think I did that. But I really didn't sign with AEW. And then now that I'm hurt, maybe AEW's not going to sign me either. So now I'm thinking like, Great. And I'm just nowhere without a job and injured because some freaking uh, dirt sheet wants to get some clickbait. So, yeah, I was furious. Who leaked this? I don't know. I don't know. And that's why when I was going hard, it was like, oh, you're just trying to ruin the surprise. Like, no, you guys are literally ruining my livelihood right now because you guys want your little freaking 5,000 hits. Like, and that's why the same thing Melissa went on hard. Like, yeah, I was furious. But luckily enough, Impact still actually did end up sending an offer to me. And Tony reached out to me as well. I told him, like, yeah, this is what happened, injury. And he, he's like, don't worry. I'm sure you're probably worried we're going to, you know, rescind any offer or whatever. He goes, but we still want you here. We still have faith in you. And they even offered to have me go see uh, his doctor do the surgery. But uh, with certain tendon injuries, you have to get them repaired within X amount of time or it's mm. too late. So, uh, but no, yeah, I was always super thankful for him and how well he handled it. I mean, as well as Impact, too, that they were so willing to keep me on board and pay me while I was going to be out. So, I mean, kudos to both of those companies. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people that think that you leaked that news. I'm sure you've heard that all the time. Yeah, sure. I'm yeah. like, no. I was like, and and even then, because there was nothing for me to leak either, because I had signed anywhere. Now there is obviously multiple friends close to me that I had said stuff to, like, oh, you know, talked about different options. Now did they say something to somebody? I don't know. I mean, of course, anybody asked, they said no. Because they're gonna say no. So well, look, it's all worked out for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, it did. It did. And what like, are your sights now set on the Ring of Honor World Championship? Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. I don't know what my sights would be. Or is so, it on the AEW Championship? Realistically, I mean, I always say to if you're not in this business to be you know, champion to be number one, then I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But right now, I think more than any title, I just want to get back in there and just have amazing matches with a lot of amazing talents that haven't worked yeah like who haven't you worked yet that you can't wait to work? oh my gosh there's there's so many there's so many like i think there's like 20 names that i wrote down that i wanted to work with you actually wrote them down and, i love this and and i've worked with one of them so like there's there's, there's a plethora of names who have you worked with huh who have you worked with okay so the, the one match that i asked for and he was name wasn't wrote down yet um the one match i kept asking for just because i wanted a match that was more of like a cage like match was matt Seidel. They gave me that on Dynamite, right? Then I got to work with Paige, which uh, was unexpected. And I love that match that we had at Double or Nothing. And those were the only two that, like, I was like, I feel like are 
are cage like matches. If you if Brian Cage matches, yeah, you know? that felt felt like like that's that's what I, what I want, and uh, I feel like that's what I was getting everywhere else, and being able to showcase what I can do. Now the cinematic match was a nice huge bonus. It's a different style of match, but I do feel like that's like the best cinematic match. What what even if I wasn't in that match, it was so fun. Like because it actually looked like a movie. That's why I feel like a cinematic yeah. match should be a movie, not still look like you know a live sporting event, like film differently. Um, but I mean, obviously, I really everybody wants you know. Same with me. The match with Kenny Omega. Um, I love to work with Pac. I mean, now that we have, you know, Brian Danielson there, I think he's been like the MVP. He's been killing it every time he's been out there. Um, even a throwback to the Lucha Underground. I'd love to work with both Lucha Brothers and Helico and Jack Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I know he's going to do stuff, a bunch of stuff, a private party in the, actually in the original Battle Royal. So I still love to work with them too because I haven't gotten to work with them. Um, uh, Jungle Boy would be great. All the big guys, you know, the, especially the ones that go, you know, Wardlow, Luchasaurus, Mean Lance, were teased so long. I would love to do something with Miro. You and Wardlow makes a right? lot of sense. I mean, there's 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 so many ma- there's so many matches. I mean, obviously, if if uh, bring it back on the face bandwagon, like MJF and I could do some fun stuff. Um, uh, I'd love to have another shot at, at Page and, and Mox. You've named half the roster. Right? It's amazing. Adam Cole is there now too. It. He's yeah. great. Um, I've never, I've, I've worked Adam Cole uh, with singles and, and tag. I've never worked Kyle Riley in uh, singles before. Um, but that's it. You know, Keith Lee's are not. And I, oh, I love working Keith Lee. But like, I'm trying to think of like the OG roster. But then, yeah, then they've signed so many more people. So like, yeah, there's, it's it'd probably be easier to give you a list of people I don't want to work than like who I want to work. I just, just, but yeah. I feel like you'll work anybody. And you'll have oh, a great match sure, with them. For sure. That, and that, that goes back to when you said about the intergender stuff. Yeah. It was like, I like to showcase like, well, I can get a good match out of that person. Mm-hmm. So... You can't see it because your back is to it, but everybody's taking photos of this giant man. Oh, is that what it is? You should give him a flex. Look at that peak right there. Yeah. Yeah. When you walk through the casino here, we're at the Wynn Hotel, so there's, you know, it's very busy here. When you walk through being this big with this kind of tank top on, is everybody staring? I mean, yes. Yeah. 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 They're, you know, you get, you know, you get a few, few hollers, you know, from some of the girls. Do they holler if they hear you? Ah, I mean. They're hearing me. Oh, they're for sure hollering. You, you, if you hear me, you hear the sirens go on. You know, everybody's got to put on the glasses because it's so dark or so dark, so bright. Uh, oh, you asked me to tell a story. Oh, yeah. Well, what I was basically asking you before was like, when you look like this, yeah. everybody's asking you body questions, right? Yes. And then like when you go to shows, everybody I'm sure is asking questions and looking and touching. That happens all the time for you. Uh, I mean, maybe not all the time, but like just a amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, more than the average. More than right, it happens right. to me, okay? Um, so, you know, I, I, I do garner some attention. It is funny. Going back to uh, the boy band stuff, I was going to make this reference, too. Like, I, I get a little heated sometimes when I post this. I mean, they're fun throwback photos, but sometimes I get a little heated because I feel like I get way more, like, interaction from girls in those photos than the photos, like, now, current Brian Cage. Oh, Sure. And and it kind of goes to like all those memes you see when people are like, oh, what you you know the attention you think you're gonna get? Yeah, with all the women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Because like here's a throwback photo. All the women were coming on that, and I'm yeah. like, let me get Jack. Let me get all the attention from all these girls. And then now it's just me always answering questions from guys from, about yeah. how I got so jacked. Yeah. Like, so do you uh, drink the Total War every? Is it five minutes before your workout, <laughs> or is it ten? And by the way, what is it? I love Total 30, War. Thirty minutes. Thirty. Thirty minutes before my workout. Two hours after my last meal. That's the perfect time. I feel like I get the, the tingles best. like seven minutes in after Total War. I don't know. Do you have a coupon code for Redcon One, by the way? BKH. Okay. B-C-A-G-E. 
But uh, I almost feel like it's unnecessary because they give out so many crazy discounts and like sales like every other day. Their like, stuff is so good. It's amazing. It's amazing. Their, their whole so you're line. saying that there's more men that are oh, asking. And that, that's why those memes are so funny because they're yeah. absolutely true. Yeah. I, I mean, because even me too, my somebody's jacked or that's like in great shape. Like, oh, whoa, like I'm, I'm looking at them more than I'm looking at the girl doing squats over there. You know, I'm like, dude, look at that guy. Can you, what does he do? Whatever, you know. So it, it is funny because it, it is absolutely true. All right. This has been amazing. Thank you for coming by. I can't wait to eat pancakes with you afterwards. I end every conversation with the same question. So I asked this of Melissa. I'm interested to see what your answers are. I'm all about gratitude. So what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Uh, I am grateful for uh, my family as a whole. And that will include Melissa, my son, Noah, and my daughter, Skylar. Uh, all three are phenomenal, wise for me, for everything. I mean, I already have my passion, dedication, and determination to make everything I do a success. But if I, if I need any other motivation, absolutely the three of them are completely it. Um, I'm grateful for actually later today after I gym. Some reason I wore this. After I gym. I like for that the second time today, for you. Right, right. Or it was, it was from Carlito, a line I stole. After I get bodied, when we get in body. What time are we getting bodied? We were supposed to get bodied tomorrow with this guy and I, and he chickened out. Oh, That's. Oh. <laughs> I'm throwing one under the bus. My incredible camera guy, Zeus, couldn't make it. So May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Let me tell you what. I mean, let me shoot on somebody else. This ain't going to be no killer cross workout, right? This is going to be a real deal. I mean, look at, come on. What body part do you want to do? It doesn't matter. You pick it, you're going to regret it. You pick, you regret. (laughs) (laughs) Dealer's choice. (laughs) We're going to have to plan it out in advance because I can't be like overdoing arms. You're like, oh, damn. That is a real body guy stuff. I know. Like, that is funny because everybody's asking me when they're working on me, what what, what are we going to train? Like, what you know? Are you going to train? And so many times I'm like, "Are right, we going to do chest?" And like the people I'm working on was like, oh, "Just do chest, chest." So let's do it again today. We're going to plan this out in advance. Okay, okay, we'll figure that out. Okay, right. so you're grateful for the gym? Was that what number two? Was <laughs> I was grateful for the gym. Uh, I was say, "Oh, after I gym, no, what I'm grateful for actually." Melissa and I are going to sign papers to close on our house. Oh, congratulations. Today, so I'm very grateful. Oh, that's amazing. For that. Yes. You could probably buy a mansion here in Nevada well, for what you could have bought in I mean, LA. No, yeah, we there. were. You have a really nice place I'm really proud of. But also, if we would have bought it like, I don't know, I mean, as short as four years ago, it probably would have been oh, a, of course. a quarter of what we bought it for. Yeah. Like, yeah geez. Well, um, congrats. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then uh, I'm grateful that I've been able to be able to be in such a great business that I love for so long. And it's, and is uh, healthy and able to do it as long as I've been doing it. That's a great one to end on. Those are three great things. Family, this house, it's amazing, and what you're doing right now with Ring of Honor and AEW. I mean, not too shabby. Pretty not good. Shabby. Pretty shabless, I'd say. Right? No, I see some stacks and yokes, and then we're, we're golden. Can, can I get a hit of pre-workout? Uh, see, here's the thing. I uh, I always oh you pre mix them you know it I have everything all way down you're like a magician show. here with your bag of first tricks. of all I'm actually a little disappointed put, because put that out here Let I am see. but but I'm disappointed because it's always my my six pack bag and the reason why it's this bag is because I'm actually going to LVAC normally I'd be going to Dragon's Lair but I'm going to LVAC and they don't let they don't let the bigger bags in there which is Ooh, a reason if I why show, I do not like that Jim if I show this Cardillo weight belts is going to be oh, very upset this. Oh, you don't like this? No, I like it, but it's not uh, It's not Cardillo. Well, but it is sweet custom one. It's, I mean, come it's on. very good. And what is nice about they, this? They will make you a custom one if you want. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. I've had this custom that bad looks boy great. for, I think, 10 years now. That looks great. It's, it's, it's real alligator, too. Um, oh, yeah. So here's what. Here, this is the point of the bag. This was oh, good. I see. You got all the so, powders in so there. So it's already all mixed up, yeah, measured yeah. out. 
to my liking. And then straps. Oh my gosh. This is why you're so gigantic. This is just the backup bag, too. There's another one. And then the six pack. I have multiple six pack bags for different days, too. So I, it's, it's like being Batman, man. What you got to be prepared. Six pack bag? Huh? A six, six pack. Oh, like yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Normal That's, people would put beer in there. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, my normal, my normal lunch bags, my six pack bags. Uh, you heard that? I'm even on the team with them now because I've been such a long oh, advocate. Oh, I see them. what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my normal. That's my normal bag. I always have. Whenever you see me, yeah, I always have the black strap yeah. Food yeah, yeah. bag. That's my six pack bag. Yeah, and a fanny pack, which you aren't wearing right yeah, now. Yeah, right. That, that's yeah. my. Those are my Batman utility belts. That's why I'm always prepared for any for any villain that steps on the streets. Well, we won't hold you up anymore from getting even more swole than you are right well, now. Well, I have uh, last meal. I still have. I have about 20 minutes left before I have to take my pre workout. So, but I understand. Ryan Cage, always a pleasure. Yes, it is. It is. So we're still going to do the workout too. Yeah, then, huh? yeah, yeah. That's happening. So that's that's like, technically like our fourth one, then, right? Yeah, we'll talk while we do it. But yeah, we'll work out. Is there been anybody else you've interviewed four times? Well, yeah, I mean, I've interviewed The Rock nine times. Not that I'm counting right now. Yeah, but he doesn't count. Dolph Ziggler probably fifteen times. Okay, uh-huh. you're. Yeah. How, many, how many times have you interviewed Dolph's brother? Only once. Yeah, only once. He came to my house for that. Did he? Yeah. Brian Cage, <laughs> thank you so much. No worries, no worries, no worries, man. Thank you. Wait, have you had the Rock's pancakes? No, I'd like to. Interview nine, ten, nine times and you give me no, one pancake. No pancakes. Damn. There it is. Although I have bad news to report. We didn't end up getting those pancakes. We ended up chatting for so long after we wrapped up the interview that Brian was almost late for the gym. So we're going to have to do the pancakes next time. And we teased it here. We teased a workout video with Brian Cage. And if you've been following along, I did one with Mike O'Hearn and Billy Gunn. Killer Cross. There's one coming out soon with EC3. And yeah, a Brian Cage workout is coming soon. Can you imagine what a Brian Cage workout is going to look like? Snap a screenshot. Let us know what stood out for you the most here. Share it on social media. Brian is at Brian Cage on Instagram, at Brian Cage GMSI on Twitter. And if you're not following me already, I'm at Chris Van Vliet. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider following or subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform it is that you're listening on. You know how everyone shares that Wayne Gretzky quote, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, or the Michael Scott version of it from The Office. I'm going to leave you with another Wayne Gretzky quote. And for me, as a kid who grew up in Canada while Gretzky was still playing, let me tell you, he was something to watch. And I love this quote because it applies, obviously, to hockey and sports, but it just applies in life, too. I skate to where the puck is going, not where it has been. Be great. Be grateful. We'll see you on the next one. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight.